Welcome to On the Rise, Baker's Journal's podcast. And we are lucky to have Jason Gray of Erex with us today. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. And today we're going to be talking about one of a series of three about spelt. We're going to be talking about its history, um, where is it popping up, what makes it popular, and where do we think it's going to go in Canada or at least in North America. Talk to me a little bit about uh, spelt, about the history of it. Um, spelt is uh, an ancient grain, a whole grain. It has a history that uh, has been cultivated for over 8,000 years. So it's very commonly used in the bakery industry, most uh, specifically in Europe. Spain, Germany, Netherlands, and the United Kingdom has seen probably the most usage for spelt uh, on a global scale at this point. And so we're excited uh, at EDEX North America to try and introduce spelt to the North American market and see how we can uh, grow that business here. Could you talk a little bit about its history? You know, how is it cultivated? A little bit about its uh, flavor profile. So it's cultivated very similar to wheat. Um, we're very fortunate at IREX, uh, IREX that uh, we have the capacity to be vertically integrated to the farmer. So we have very much control over how the spelt is, is grown and farmed and harvested. One of the unique things about spelt is, is there's actually only three varietals of spelt globally that are designed and made for the bakery industry. So as I say, we're very fortunate at IREX to have the capacity to be uh, aligned with those kinds of grains and we use them very well in many of our different uh, blends, bread mixes, and bases across, uh, across the world. And spelt is a very nice product because it's versatile. It can be used and, and we have applications and recipes uh, that you'll find on our, our website that, that uh, allow it to be used in bread, allow it to be used in scones, cookies, crackers, a variety of different products. So it's, it's unique because it has a, a nutty flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and spelt is known also to, to help with metabolism, your immune system, digestive functions, and it has a low glycemic impact as well. So those people with diabetes uh, can utilize spelt uh, in their diet and not be as impacted as they may be with some of the more wheat, barley type products. I'm interested that you said that there's only three strains. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what does that mean? Like, for instance, do each of the three strains have a slightly different flavor profile? Uh, I don't think there's flavor profile. It's performance profile. So Mm -hmm. some of them just aren't uh, really that uh, compatible with the baking scenario. So they just don't bake as effectively. You don't get the same volume, the same um, you know, structure and whatnot that you would normally get in, in a spelt a grain that is designed for the baking business. So, you know, I do see some uses of ancient grains and alternative grains in certain kinds of flour, particularly when you mention that there's uh, its low glycemic profile. I've seen some uh, financiers made with spelt flour, some lovely fine pastry with it. Can you talk a, a little bit about how that use would be used in, in fine baking? As I say, I think it's it's used not too dissimilarly to any other typical flour. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just uh, because of its nuttiness, mm-hmm. it does lend itself towards some fine pastries because within the, within that fine pastry industry, people like the, the different sensory profiles that come mm-hmm. from that. So as I say, it's just a nice versatile product that can be used uh, across a wide variety of different bakery applications. Right. Like, for instance, the low glycemic factor. You, we're, I'm starting to read a little bit more about FODMAP. Uh, uses of baking. For instance, people feel that the spelt might have a better impact on their overall health. Would you say that the grain would be used, uh, you know, in FODMAP applicable fine baking or, or just regular bread baking, I mean? I think with the evolution of the FODMAP 
trend, I can see that Spelt would have some ability to, to fit into that niche. Mm -hmm. Again, it, the FODMAPs, I think, still be, being yet to be defined fully, mm -hmm. and I know it's all about the reduction of certain sugar, sugar oleols and all that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the FODMAPs evolve, but I do see it as a niche, and I do see that, f that Spelt could uh, fit into that category for, for certain. Yeah, you know, for instance, we've seen the evolution of grain usage being not so ancient and being put to more modern, more applicable uses. Uh, for instance, we're seeing people experiment a little bit more with the use of whole grains um, in fine pastry making, from croissants to, uh, you know, high-end pastry. What would you say is the most interesting application that you have seen spelt being used? Well, as I say, I think spelt's most commonly used in our um, industry in the bread business. And mm -hmm. so what I've seen um, it marry very well with is products like kamut mm -hmm. or buckwheat or quinoa. So you get that combination of the, you know, the full ancient grains and some unique different uh, properties that, that sort of merge together. So I think spelt is a great partner to some of those other ancient grains and products that you referred to. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, I've seen a lot of bakeries uh, apply some of the spelt uses not just to breads and treats, but also uh, for pets, uh, for instance, making dog-friendly dog biscuits as well. Would that be another application? Well, certainly, and as mm -hmm. I say, I think because of some of the, the health benefits that mm -hmm. comes with spelt, i.e. the digestive function, the immune system, things like that, I mean, people treat their pets like they treat their children, so I think when you're talking about that, it's, it's, it's why would you not want to go down that path? Mm -hmm. I think it's a little less, probably a little less common at this stage, um, but I certainly could see that becoming more prevalent as time goes on. Yeah. I think I've, I've really started to hear more about Spelt in the last five, ten years. Um, how long has this been, uh, how long has Spelt been used in the industry, say a few years back uh, in other countries? We, we initially saw the growth uh, at Edex in Spelt uh, starting in about uh, 2004. Mm -hmm. And uh, Edex was able to trademark um, the term Spelt in, call it Spelt Timber. And so we have this program that exists in Europe where the bakers are able to track their spelt seed right from, from the time of planting through to harvest. And so the harvest takes place in September and the, the, the grain is further processed, turned into flour, and then, uh, then it obviously becomes part of their baked goods. So it's a really unique sort of, sort of uh, thing that uh, we've put in place with Erex in, in Germany and in across Europe, and it's very popular in the United Kingdom, as you say, in, uh, in the Netherlands as well. Mm -hmm. And so we're very proud of our, our Spelt Timber program, and a lot of the bakers run things in conjunction with that. So we, we've, we've seen the growth go from literally from zero to about 1.5 million ke uh, kilos per year of spelt that goes in September every year, September, October. So it's pretty exciting to see how, you know, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of kind of bringing the farmer into the equation because people want to see that, uh, you know, farm to fork concept. And I think that concept is, is resonating globally. And, and when we just hope to see the same thing kind of continue into North America as we go forward. So talk to me a little bit more about the events of Spelt Timber. What would we be looking forward to uh, for Spelt Timber 2020? So uh, the same, it's the same model. What we try to do is, as I say, we, we connect uh, vertically with the farmers and the local bakers and industrial bakers are able to track via video sort of the growth and evolution of their crop. And as you know, with Mother Nature, crops vary from season to mm -hmm. season. So 
you know, allows them to sort of see where their crop is at, whether it's on time and on schedule, and they can kind of plan their baking programs around sort of the harvest and when, when and what the volumes will be that, that come out of that. So it's a really unique brand. As I say, we've trademarked the, the term spelt timber. And I think uh, the bakers get excited about it. We run some marketing campaigns where uh, at various bakeries, if you go in, you fill out a ballot and you get a chance to win prizes and things like that. So I think it just draws some excitement around the brand and kind of creating some novel you know, timelines that, that mm-hmm. sort of fit into the harvest and the full growth of the, bre- of the product. So uh, I think it's something that's o- always uh, been intriguing to EDX is to create something that's different. And uh, one of the most common products we have there is, is, is our, they call it dinkle in uh, Europe. That's what spelt's known as. So they call it dinkle and honey. And that seems to be probably the most common and popular brand in our portfolio. So uh, yeah, it's it's fun thing to watch um, from, from afar. And we're hoping um, here in North America to get that trend going this year. And we're working with some of the uh, retailers here in North America to start the, to ramp up on the promotion of that. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I would love to see what uh, Canadian bakers can make with spelts and see what sort of, uh, well, we can't call it Oktoberfest, but you know, a September spelt fest would be yeah. really interesting to see in terms of bakery. Um, so we're going to discuss in the next episode a little bit uh, more about um, the modern uses of spelt and talk a little bit about its versatility. Until then, I will say thank you so much for coming into the studio, Jason. And this has been On the Rise with Baker's Journal. I'm Naomi Saben, and have a great day.